What is up? Merry Christmas to all of the one listener out there. Hi, yeah. Melissa. <laughs> uh, this is the Life with Kenny podcast, and I am joined once again by my fantastic friend, Patrick. Wow. How many different adjectives are you going to come up with? I'm going to try and do a different one every Because eventually every week. you'll run out and well, having to start like going to different languages. I'm just going to go back to just friend. I'm here with my friend Patrick. <laughs> I'm here with Patrick. Right. That's my, the most passive. I'm here with You know what? <clears throat> let's change this. Let's change this right now. I'm not going to edit it, but let's pretend this is the beginning of the episode. You ready? Okay. Hey, we're back. This is the Life with Kenny podcast. I am here with my co-host Patrick. Oh. How you brutal, doing, Patrick? Brutal. I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> Feeling fresh. <laughs> fresh as balls. No Taco Bell today, though. No Taco Bell, no. I'll give the old bowels a rest again. Yeah. It, I, I had it twice last week. <laughs> so well, I'm still a little bit sore from it. Well, that's... Took yeah. a bit of a battering. You know, but so, I've got some Doritos, and I've got some some Cherry Pepsi as well, which is going to be pretty decent. Doritos and Cherry Pepsi. All you mm. need is some pepperoni sticks, and then you'd basically just be eating taco bell again so i mean i guess so yeah or i'd be making an mlg video <laughs> either way no that'd be mountain dew <laughs> do, 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 do. um <clears throat> so today we are watching the third movie in our holiday month special uh 1984 let me check 1984 movie gremlins oh, damn it holy shit gremlins so it's an old movie i just bought the uh, blu-ray uh, Gremlins 1 and 2 are on there, so if we want, we can probably cover Gremlins 2 at some point as well. It also has Goonies on it too, so we can Goonies. throw that in the, what movie? the mix. So uh, it's starring Zach Galligan as Billy, and uh, Howie Mandel as the voice of Gizmo. Bet you didn't know that little tib- tidbit. No. Do you know who How- Howie Mandel is? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is, let me let me Google it. Let he, me Google it. He's a germaphobe. Oh. He's also the uh, main host. I don't know if he still is, but he's the main host of the hit game show, Deal or No Deal. Have you seen that show before, Patrick? Yeah, but we have a different host in England for it. His name's Noel Edmonds, and mm. he's a twat. <laughs> What's How, his name? Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. I believe he is also a Canadian man. So. Oh, I know this guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's also in one of Basically my cock end, isn't he? Because he does the uh, America's Got Talent or something like that. Yeah, something like that yeah. too. Ooh, yeah, he I looks, forgot. He looks fucking weird in this photo. He uh, he was also in uh, uh, an '80s movie called Little Monsters, where yeah. he is a monster that wears a badass fucking denim jacket with spikes on it and the whole premise is it's basically monsters inc pre-monsters inc where monsters have to scare children but one of the kids finds his way into the other realm yeah. it's pretty cool bit of an egg isn't he bit of an egg <laughs> quite <laughs> quite eggish the fuck does that mean just i mean like right like, so for this for instance right Put your thumb over where his face is. Right, yeah. He's Tell got me if a, he's an egg or not. He's got a pretty egg-shaped head yeah, is what ig- you're... Ignore the ears. <laughs> it's either egg or lead singer of Disturbed. <laughs> it's probably uh, probably both. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Sorry, carry on. 
Uh, Gremlins, also directed by Joe Dante, who also did the the great movie Small Soldiers. Have you seen Small Soldiers? I fucking love Small Soldiers. Right. So Joe Dante did Small Soldiers and uh, the 80s movie The Howling, which is uh, supposed to be an amazing werewolf movie that I am ashamed to say I have not seen. Have you ever seen Dog Soldiers? I believe I might have seen it once uh, when I was just in like grade we, nine. We have to watch it because it's probably one of the best British films I've ever seen. Like I said, life. Patrick, you make yeah. a list of movies. This is, this is the one. You make a list and we'll throw it in yeah. the basket and we'll... Uh, post, post-Christmas movies. Right. Dog Soldiers because you'll fucking love it and you'll understand a lot of it now you've been chatting to me a little bit as well. Would, oh, just because of the, the they accents? Just, yeah, they talk a bunch of shit and I know... So Canadians understand what I'm saying... I do, for the most part. Yeah. There's a couple slang words that you'll throw out there, but is there anything like that that's opposite, like that Canadian slang that you haven't picked up on quite yet? Not really. It's called quite basic. You lot haven't completely ruined the English language yet. Right. We, we decided to completely finger it, so... <laughs> right. It's, it's on its way out, I think. Eventually, it'll all just be memes. Well, those are banned over there from what I hear, so. I don't think anyone really fucking cares. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, Gremlins here. Uh, this was also written by Chris Columbus, who I believe also helped Steven Spielberg make uh, Goonies as well. I think he had a hand in that too. So didn't Chris Columbus? He also founded America. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. No, it's a different Chris Columbus. Oh right. Okay. I was gonna say he's kind of branching out a little bit. Here, <laughs> di- very different career choices. <laughs> right. Probable slave owner to uh, writer of Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite the. So uh, I, I just had an image in my head. I, I feel like so it's Mogwai, right? The yep. little the little thing. Yeah. Would f- genuinely think this would have been a cooler movie, right? If they'd replaced that with just a very small Howie Mandel. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. But like the same sort of physique, so just a big old head, nice right? So chubby you, little body. So you just want to see an egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically just an egg with a face. Right, and then instead of instead of turning into a gremlin, it turns into a deviled egg. Is that what you're going for? No, it just turns into a larger Howie Mandel. <laughs> it turns into a full-size Howie Mandel. A toddler-sized Howie Mandel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Either that or just Chucky. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we watch the movie, Patrick, there's a thing we do every episode where I ask you a couple pre-show questions. Yeah. And this time we're going to do something a little different. Uh, like I said in the past, I always ask you the questions and you never ask me them back. So I'm going to start yeah. getting you to pull your weight in the co-host duties here, That's Patrick. My That's my bad. Uh, I should actually just actually, actually like have them written down so you have something to reference anyways. So it's, good. it's also my bad. But uh, Patrick, have you seen Gremlins before? Yes. I think a few times, but I, all I remember from it is, is very minimal details. I remember an office building. I remember a sketchy Chinese man. <laughs> and I remember a shop. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the three scenes that I remember. I think those are the same memories you discussed with me about primary school, but... It, not dissimilar, honestly. I, I won't go into it. Yeah, the drug trafficking was a big part of primary school. <laughs> <laughs> the Howie Mandel trafficking was an epidemic. <laughs> yeah, trying to fit one of those in the prison wallet is, a, is very difficult. 
<laughs> well, it is egg-shaped, so it'll fit up there a little bit easier. Yeah, all you have to do is squat and cough, and it just sucks right up. <laughs> that's that's Howie Mandel's memoir title, Squat and Cough. <laughs> the Howie Mandel story. Uh, okay, Patrick, so, so you have seen this before. Yes. Uh, do you think you'll like this film? Oh, I imagine so, yeah. Right. I, I always remember loving just the, the practical effects that they use. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see if it holds up on Blu-ray because there's been oh, times where I've seen there's... I've seen the transfers and they're they're terrible. But I feel like a lot of these special effects do translate pretty well, um, well I mean, when done properly. There's nothing particularly fancy, right? It's it's pretty basic stuff, and it's it's I don't know, it's a little fucking green thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I revisited um, fuck. What was that that movie called? It's that Stephen King uh, compilation one, uh, Creep Show. I want to say, I revisited that on Blu-ray, and and the effects hold up tremendously well on that one. Okay. Um, and then there's movies like Reanimator and stuff that uh, I've I've watched on Blu-ray that have been, and and the thing, holy shit, man! I have like the the newest version remastered of the thing they basically found the original film and they they made they made it like in pristine condition so it's it looks like it was filmed today and i have a blu-ray of that and uh some of those movies in the 80s they can they can still amaze you with some of the special effects um which i think is pretty great uh okay patrick i'll let i'll let you ask me those two questions that i asked you okay have you seen this movie uh parts of it i don't think i've seen the complete movie before really yeah so that surprises me so um a lot of the things i remember i remember like a lot of parts of it uh from being on tv all the time and uh it it was always on tv i think the majority of the stuff that i do remember when i was younger was also from the second movie so that's another thing where it's I'm having that whole Ooh, scream fuck. scary movie crossover where you uh, you could be right, right. Yeah, I think that might be my thing as well. I, first movie, sketchy Chinese man. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, I remember that part. If like, he's there, he he is because that's how he gets the gremlin, right? That's yeah. how he gets the Mogwai. But a, a lot of it, like I I have brief um, memories of like a blender scene. A microwave scene, stuff like that. Um, but I don't remember a lot of it, so we'll have to we'll have to see, I guess, yeah. if I if I did actually if I do remember seeing the whole thing or not. Sure. But uh, as of right now, I don't think I've seen the whole film, um, and I don't know if I will like it. I hope to. Yeah. But I think it's a good laugh. Right. I but I feel like a lot of these movies too, like a lot of these classic movies. Um, I'd say for me, about half of them hold up. The other half, I, I feel like are still relevant due to hype. Um, but I, I don't think hold up well for me personally. They're all fart, no poo, pretty much. But I feel like with like a Steven Spielberg movie, it's kind of hard to say like i'm I'm not gonna like it and write yeah. it off because there's like a good chance that i'll like it there's just a Joe gigantic Dante. string of very original ideas i think that came out of that man right well like the same year this came out too they also had what was it uh ghostbusters and indiana jones like raiders of the lost ark came out oh, the man. same year so there, there it was a good year for movies um and those three movies like I know Indiana Jones holds up because I watched that for the first time ever, like a couple years back. But 
Like Ghostbusters, even I can't remember if that movie holds up or not because it's been so long since I've seen it. And I remember having that experience of liking it, not liking it, liking it again. I tried watching the remake and passed out about three and a half minutes in. Yeah, sadly, Chris Hemsworth is the only good part of that movie, and he's the only man in it, which is like a very, very sad statement about that film. Mm. Um, Okay, well, I have a bunch of post-show reviews and stuff that we'll talk when we get back, and there's a shit ton of interesting trivia about this. Cool. Um, So we are going to go watch Gremlins, and... uh, We'll be back in a little bit here. Cue, yeah. cue the. Uh, did you have you listened to any of the episodes? I don't think so. No. No. So so I used to use the SpongeBob bumpers. Oh yeah. And now I switched it to the Wayne's World one. So if anybody's curious what it is, it's from Wayne's World. Oh. Do you, nice. uh, you've you've seen Wayne's World? No, no, I haven't. I oh. think that's in the box. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So here, here you go. Cue the Wayne's World bumper. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, we are back from watching Gremlins, Patrick. How you feeling? I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right. All right, so normally what we do after we watch the movie is I do a post-show review roundup from uh, IMDb users. But first, I'm going to ask you a couple questions that I haven't asked you since probably the first few episodes of My Ninja. Okay, but first... Can I ask you whether I can eat these Sour Patch Kids? That's why they're there, my friend. Nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> so, do you have a favorite character in that movie? Um, yeah, the... Uh, what's her name? That mean old lady. Really? Yeah. That's just, your favorite character? Just because she fucking flew out of that window. <laughs> Actually, no, the uh, science teacher. The science teacher. Oh. Well, you have shitty taste in characters, my friend. <laughs> Thanks. Um, uh, and another question for you. Uh, do you have a kill count for this movie? <laughs> Listeners right. can't see the reaction on your face, but you were... <laughs> you had no words. You looked flabbergasted. Honestly, remembering this movie from when I was a kid, I don't remember anyone actually dying. <laughs> right. So many people fucking just get copped straight away. Right. And it gets very dark at some points. Dude, which, that was like... Which we will discuss in a little bit They here. were violent deaths as well. <laughs> okay, so before we bury the lead, uh, I'm going to read you some of these reviews. Um, so as I said, these are all user reviews uh, from IMDb. And uh, I usually read a 1 out of 10 review, a 5 out of 10, and a 10 out of 10. So let's, let's see what this one here is. Uh, this one's by... <laughs> McKay Bab, and then six four five dash nine seven one five zero zero. So I take it six four five dash nine seven one four nine nine was already taken. <laughs> just kidding. Just <laughs> just gonna be the regular joke yep. on the show. Uh, it was written on uh, June sixth, uh, twenty eighteen. So fairly recently, mm. and it's uh, one out of ten. The tagline is, really? Just boringly bad. And the review is, this thing really shows its age and is a prime example of the really bad things the 1980s gave us. The plot is nonsensical and the effects are reminiscent of 1950s sci-fi, an amazing waste of cinematic resources. Wow, that's a bit fucking harsh. Right. 
<clears throat> I agree with you. <laughs> it's a little bit too harsh, and yeah. we'll, we'll touch on some of those points that they tried to argue uh, later on when we discuss the film. Mm. But, uh, okay, here's another one. This one's a 5 out of 10 review from uh, Chrissy which is legit, just the username that they got, which is pretty cool. I guess Chris was already taken. Does that work? <laughs> I guess I so. I don't know. Or, or Chris, what comes before Y in the alphabet? Uh, <laughs> w, X, Chris, Chris X. No, Chris X. X is X is after, isn't it? No, X, Y, Z. Right. Okay, anyways. <laughs> wow. I was doing Z, Y, X. So educated. I was going backwards. <laughs> too many uh, too many alcohol tests. Uh, <laughs> July 25th, 1999 from Chrissy. So it was a while ago. The dawn of the internet. Mm. Uh, five out of ten, and the tagline is just simply put, nasty. It's disturbing... <laughs> <laughs> it's disturbing that this film is supposed to be fun and amusing. The poor befuddled snowplow driver's home being destroyed, the tavern girl being trashed while the girl is being terrorized, the science teacher viciously attacked, the murder of the town meanie. It would have been quite possible to make the gremlins pesky and troublesome without urging the audience to laugh at horrible misfortune. The characters were all cookie-cutter cliches, wise old oriental, bungling inventor dad, sad-eyed tragic love interest, perky and resourceful kid, and the resurrection of Elvira Gulch, who was a much better character in The Wizard of Oz. Sure, Gizmo was cute, and the scene where the monsters all gathered to watch Snow White had its charm, but overall, Gremlins lacks anything endearing or enduring. That was that review. Okay. Um, don't know how I feel about that review. Not great. I think we'll talk about it late a lot more later. But I think a lot of the things that she hit were right, like the cookie cutter characters and stuff. But oh, I yeah. think all of that was kind of done tongue in cheek. Is the way I took it, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, because you're not if you're gonna put like a mean old lady and you go that over the top with it, you're doing it to go over the top with it. You're not doing it. Spielberg's a clever guy, right? Like these aren't characters that he just decided to put in because he couldn't come up with anything right um <clears throat> okay so the last review is from concord 17th of july 2003 it's a 10 out of 10 and the tagline is horror gone b movie funny dot 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 you watch it and find yourself sucked into an otherwise story by numbers movie Hey, the old guy says no sunlight, water, or food after midnight, so you're warned what to expect already. Main criticism, of course, is its lack of focus on the hilarious antics of the evil gremlins, something the sequel did a little better, who destroy a good portion of a town but aren't nearly seen nearly enough to make you detest them. Instead, they're little more than pests. The level of gore is surprising, which is how you can tell this isn't technically a kid's movie. So care should be taken with young children. But saying that, I've, I'd have been seven when I saw this and had no problem. But then Nightmare on Elm Street might have desensitized me a bit by that time. <laughs> but it's essential viewing, if only so that you can watch the sequel, too. That was that review. That's fair. Um, there's a couple things he said about the gore that I feel like you want to talk about. Yeah, that... I, I thought it was pretty impressive, honestly. Like, there are movies that are 
have come out in the past couple of years that didn't even do gore as good as that. Right. I, I feel like <clears throat> we're at the point where I'm just going to sit back here and let you unload all the thoughts and feelings that you've been started to discuss throughout the movie, but you had to pause on. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things for me is that a lot of the acting was fucking awful. <laughs> like there were some genuine moments that were comparable to the room. Right. Just like the awkward fucking interaction between characters. Do you feel like that might have been uh, intentional in a way, though? I guess so. I guess that, that wasn't the focus of the movie, was it? It was about these ridiculous fucking creatures. See, for me, I don't know if it's just because it is such an old movie, but I feel like a lot of the gimmicks and a lot of the quote-unquote bad parts of this movie, like they almost have to be intentional. Hmm. Like, There's no way that like Spielberg's team would put out a movie that was true. You know what I mean? And, and one of the um things that we both noticed was the dad comes home and says how well his business trip went and the mum just looks at the ground looking yeah. so fed up. Like I I feel like that was probably accidental by that actress. But then Spielberg was just like, nah, leave that in. It was one of the yeah, funniest fucking moments. Just I just want to, I just want to clarify to you as well. Uh, I believe Spielberg was just a producer on this movie. Um, he basically just kind of gave a thumbs up or thumbs down to a couple things, but mostly it was all Joe Dante who was hands on on this. Joe Dante, yeah. Yeah, so he's the one that did the Small Soldiers and the Howling. So, oh, you can. So, I mean, the the villain in Small Soldiers had the same fucking haircut. <laughs> the buzz cut yeah right uh yeah yeah that's true um and archer was a lovable brown character as yeah. well so and uh as we'll find out in the second gremlins i think gizmo is also an archer i believe there's something with the crossbow yeah. i don't know Makes i haven't sense. watched in a while but uh yeah so <laughs> one thing you kept uh looking impressed about was the uh the tone of the movie yeah, I, I couldn't, because I remember watching it as a kid and it being fine to watch as a kid, but I feel like there's a lot of parents that probably wouldn't show this to their kids nowadays. Right. You know, it's it, it's a little bit of a, just a cut above anything else. I guess it's it's, you know, in that time where directors didn't really have much of a problem and like, you know, the rating system was probably a bit more lax. I have some uh, trivia about that later on. We'll oh, yeah. talk about that. But uh, yeah, no, it's definitely, there wasn't really a rating system put no. in place. I mean, I saw it was PG-13. I th I think this is one of the first movies that was ever rated PG-13. I believe that's the really? trivia. Yeah. So they just, they couldn't figure so it's out either, whether it was... So it's either PG or R is what it was. So they created the PG-13 for this movie, and I believe it was one of the Indiana Jones movies. But I have that in the trivia later. I bet the Indiana Jones movie was the one where at the end they opened that box. I think it was Raiders. Yeah. yeah and the um, Nazi is just fucking... No, that's... What? No, that's, I... that's, the, that's the Crystal Skull. That came out like fucking 2008. No, there's there's one with Nazis in like one of the earlier ones, where the Nazis open the box in the fucking warehouse and Shia LaBeouf is his sidekick. No, 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 no. No, they. An alien. Indiana show Jones up. is tied to the post with some girl. 
Right. And he tells her, tells her not to look. And they open this box and all this shit comes flying out and all their faces start to melt. Guarantee oh, that was the bit that... Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that was Nazis. I believe it was like some sort of... Um, like tribesmen or something or shamans. No, that was Nazis for sure. I'm gonna look it up. I feel like there was some shamans in that one. But anyways, uh, so yeah, the, the, the tone for me personally might honestly be the downfall of this movie the what sorry the downfall we'll, we'll talk yeah. about it we'll talk about it uh first let me ask you patrick let me ask you some post show show questions here um uh although i apparently deleted them uh do you regret watching this movie nah no uh do you wait where are they why does it say titty count what are you showing me? It's a screenshot from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And there's Nazis? Big old Nazi flags. Oh, I gotta rewatch that series. Yeah. Uh, what do you rate this movie out of five? Probably like... Uh, out of five is harder than out of ten. Do you want to start doing out of tens? Cause... Nah, because I feel like you give a more brutal rating if you're going out of five. Because I'd, I'd probably say like a 2 and 2.5, honestly. And what's your reasoning? I... Uh, it was fine, but like... You could have just done the movie without any of the other characters in. Most of the characters in it didn't really do anything memorable. Right. Um, no, I agree with you on that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel as... Other than like the occasional funny moment where, you know, the mum gives that sketchy look to the dad. Right. Like all the scenes where the dad's trying to sell stuff, he's just suddenly in a place <laughs> making a sales pitch. Yeah. Like, where was he in that gas station? Was he behind the counter with the guy smoking? <laughs> well, I guess so. I don't know. He was coming back from a convention. It just didn't make any sense to me at all. And I, I like stuff like that doesn't usually bother me. But when it's like <laughs> the, it cuts to the scene and two seconds later, the dad awkwardly starts talking, <laughs> just trying to sell some shit. Right. And it's just showing that he's just peddling his shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's tough for me to rate this one because part of me wants to give it a five just because I do feel like the special effects were phenomenal. Yeah. If if, it, um, if I was rating it just on the special effects, it would easily be a five. I also feel like there is some charm to the story and I do like a lot of the death scenes and stuff. Like some of the scenes did get, give you a little bit of like tension. Yeah. The second half of this movie would have easily got like a four and a half. I'm going to say the scene once they they hatched um, until basically Billy gets home to his mom. That 10, 15 minute block, I would give a five out of five. But the rest of the movie, it's really tough for me to rate. Like, I honestly don't know if I'd give it more than a one out of five. It It felt very slow. Like, like yeah, to man. me, like the pacing felt like it. Off. That last, last maybe fifteen minutes was pretty <clears throat> solid. It was all like the um, the scene from the movie theater until yeah. they got into the candy shop. 
I don't know. Something about this movie just felt like they they stretched out a half of a movie. Just just half. They like the whole yeah. movie was just half of a movie that they stretched out. There was that one shot that probably knocked off easily like a point and a half of just all the gremlins walking down the street, and you could tell it was like there was so much motion blur on these fucking gremlins. For which? Oh yeah, uh, the the stop motion. Yeah gremlins yeah that was it that just, was brutal it but didn't fit at all they could have easily done without that right but for me I, like that was that was okay like i forgave that because the rest of the effects were so phenomenal yeah F- for me the big issue i had was a lot of like the the um logic jumps like you have to have like obviously there's a suspension of disbelief like there's actual gremlins in the real world like yeah. you have to have some level but when it gets to a point where it's like all the gremlins that have hatched through the pool which for me like my question was if they get water on them don't they just duplicate and then they have to molt and turn into into yeah. the bad guys after guess... they eat but you were saying that because there he was already like the form because they were duplicating from him that because you know when they they duplicated from the from gizmo they were just other gizmos right but so there's no way to revert them yeah you fucking set them on fire no that's how you murder them (laughs) um (laughs) well okay so I'm I'm not going to try and defend it very much because it doesn't realistically make a lot of sense. Well, some of the logic I have is they're scattered across the entire town terrorizing people. Yeah. And then at one point in the movie, they all gathered in a movie theater to watch a movie. So how do they communicate? How do they all find a rally point? How do they all rally there? Can't question that kind of product placement too much. Careful but, now. But like, how do they just stop terrorizing people and walk away and nobody's trying to kill them or chase them down or anything? Well, it was also, how did they have like a relatively good understanding of engineering? Also, how many casualties happened? Human casualties. Like nothing's listed. Like we know the teacher... We know that guy and his wife that were run over by his tractor, but those are the only two that we know for sure. Yeah. And that woman. And then there was just suddenly no one else left in the town. Right. The cops flipped their car, but did they die? You know what I mean? I like, know. there's a I lot of. So. There was only two cops in that entire town as well. Right. So there's there's just so many questions that I have that I'd have to suspend disbelief almost completely. Yeah. To actually like enjoy this where I feel like a lot of other movies have thought thrown into them to explain things. And I I get it like this is just supposed to be entertaining and it's from the 80s and whatever else, but yeah, it just for me the enjoyment was like all over the place, I yeah, guess. Man. Um I don't know, do you want to talk about some of the things you you did like about the movie though? Yeah, I mean because for me, I really like, like I, I mentioned it a bunch, the special effects. But I feel like maybe they punched it up a little bit in, in uh, modern times with the Blu-ray re- release. Because it did look like some of the animatronics were probably operating a little bit too smooth to be strictly animatronic. Yeah. It, you know what I it mean? It did look surprisingly good. Like a lot of the, you, you could see like the moisture on their eyeballs reflecting light. Mm-hmm. 
that was a weird thing. Like that much detail in animatronics seems weird for the eighties. Well, there is a lot of good ones. Like the thing had amazing oh, special effects, fuck. but it almost killed the special effects artists that were doing it. <laughs> like they were actually like working so fucking hard on that movie that mm. they almost like the one guy almost died from exhaustion and they had to replace him. I think it was Rick Baker, but don't quote me on that. Um, so yeah, I like the special effects. I really liked uh, when the gremlins were terrorizing people. Yeah, the probably the one of the most impressive scenes was the bar scene. Yeah, there was just an unbelievable amount of variation in that scene. I did, I did like a lot of the little jokes, like the um, the trench coat gremlin. Yeah, the jokes among the gremlins were great, like the blues gangster gremlin as well right just in the corner in a dark corner having a cigarette and some whiskey i love the fact that there was like a, a gremlin puppet like they were all puppets right yeah. puppeted using puppets <laughs> <laughs> in the one scene and the one guy just like knocks like knocks him out because yeah, he's just man. through with it like there's a lot of little things like a lot of these gremlins had a lot of character there was the the cross-dressing gremlin yeah there was uh fuck i don't know the sunglasses guy i did think it was impressive how no one died in a fire considering how many of the puppets were actually smoking <laughs> yeah that's true you know, like holy shit yeah well i they, they must have think like, they were real cigarettes i don't know but how how could, the smoke effects look incredibly real well for something that maybe they just like pretty much secured the cigarettes into the little mouth holes. Well, I'll tell you, if they did have a smokeless cigarette ashtray, they would have been able to... Oh, fuck <laughs> no. That's one thing about the dad I'd, I'd have to say. Is some of the inventions were um, ahead of its time, and some were just ridiculous. Like the egg cracking one. It's uh, It's a machine that eggs would roll down and there's a chicken head that mechanically comes down and swings itself onto the egg to crack it. It it does the first one and then all four eggs just fall down and it starts smashing (laughs) the fuck out of them. Uh, But that thing comes down at some pace as well. Yeah, well, that thing struck harder than the hammer that he designed (laughs) later on where just the top half of the hammer swiveled on its own from... uh, the, The inventions were... Something that tied in nicely, but I thought they could have done more with it. But this is another thing is like, I'm saying like, I feel like a lot of these were like straight up supposed to be gimmicky, like, like terrible. Like they were supposed to be the worst inventions ever. Yeah. And probably when they did it, they were like, okay, the one that was really cool was like basically the wife had a switch that she pulled an antenna all the way out of that was like three (laughs) feet long, but she could press a button theoretically and just talk from that switch. So it was technically the first cordless phone, I guess, yeah. which I thought was a pretty cool idea. Um, but then he had shit like this travel kit that had a razor and yeah, he was a all, toothbrush. He, I don't think I saw him in many scenes without the travel kit. Well, or the smokeless ashray. Yeah, he had, he had one or the other in his hand at all times. So, yeah, so the dad's inventions were shit. Um <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't. I don't even know like where to where to go in this movie. I'm kind of like baffled by it because I kind of feel like a little bit let down by it. To be yeah. honest, I mean, I'm a little one underwhelmed. Of the, the best scenes. I feel like if they'd have done this more, 
it probably would have been a better movie. And they probably could have just made it R-rated as well. Is just to have way more fucking fight scenes between like, well, like the people s- and the gremlins. Because that fight scene where the mum just goes ham. So yeah, there's the scene where the mom sneaks in the kitchen and the gremlins are eating her, her gingerbread men. Yeah. And one of the guy one of the gremlins is uh he he's dipping his head into the mixing bowl to get some icing cuz it tastes good and she notices he's in there and she turns the mixing bowl on and it, and it it just freaking like rips him apart essentially <laughs> like that's the blender scene I was talking yeah. about earlier um and then later on she grabs another gremlin and throws him in the microwave and you literally see this gremlin explode yeah the the one little bit before that as well she fucking just straight up stabs one that was after that, wasn't it? After the microwave? It, it was around there. But, like, it, it, the sound they put in for the stabbing was such, like, a blunt fucking... It right. just sounded brutal. I think my favorite scene... Excuse me. In the whole movie... Was, um... That's how Gremlins makes me feel. Was uh, <laughs> the scene where Billy busts in the door and he sees a gremlin on top of his mom hacking at her, and he grabs the sword off the wall and he chops its head off and oh, flings yeah. it into the fire pit. I thought that was a fucking cool yeah, scene. That, and that, if if I feel like if they would have committed to that for the rest of the movie, it would have been like if they would have committed to the batshit crazy end of it it would have gotten so much better. And that's what yeah. I'm wondering is maybe that's why people prefer Gromans too is because maybe they do commit to that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I guess. There's a possibility. So we might have to watch the second one. Just, maybe. Just to see. Um, might not be for a while because honestly this this movie, I don't know why, but I feel it was dra- I feel drained. I, I was, I fell asleep very briefly. <laughs> towards the end for a couple of seconds and then something loud happened and I kind of shit myself. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep, but I, I just I just felt almost bored with it. Um, yeah, like you, you knew there was nothing left to come. Right. Like everything that was going to happen had happened. Yeah. And like we kind of started off on a bad note too where you were like, oh, it's Corey Feldman. The, oh, the kid. And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, the poor guy was basically like molested by the entire yeah. like industry and was, you had no idea. I was just sat there like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Corey Feldman, if if anybody doesn't know, he's also in uh The Goonies and Lost Boys. And uh he's he's right now he's coming out as like an advocate against uh all the big big wigs in Hollywood. Uh, I guess he was a child star who was um, molested a lot as as a kid by industry people, um, but in in Gremlins, I think this was one of his his first roles, and I just kind of killed the mood by telling you that because I just figured everybody knew that at this point. No, I didn't. I knew. Well, there was a lot of people in England that came out, like pretty much a good thirty percent of most celebrities that were knocking about in like the seventies and sixties that worked for the BBC were pedophiles. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a big there was a big sex yeah, trafficking so, thing over um, there. Hey, what was his name? He was like the main host. Jimmy of the Savile. Yeah. So he he was done for. Um, Rolf Harris. You're you're speaking gibberish to me now. <laughs> well, Rolf Harris was like a, a children's TV presenter. Oh shit! Really? So was Jimmy Savile. Yeah. Both yeah, children's TVs presenters, and I mean, Jim. It only came out after Jimmy Savile died. 
I think because there was no lawyers to protect him. Mm. I feel like people probably would have gone after him before, but most likely didn't want to go to court, so they just settled. That's sad. And then it was never heard of. But then once he died, people came out. At first, I was sat there like, no fucking way. No fucking way this guy got away with it. But then you start realizing the power that these people actually had back it's then. Un- they still have... It's not it's, as bad anymore. It is. It, it is, it, well, and it's starting. It's starting to rot away a little bit with yeah, with it, the Me Too movement and stuff. It was but, so much easier for them to just get away with it. Well, I, I don't want to say towards children it was normalized, but a lot of sexual harassment was normalized back then for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So it was like um, it was almost one of those things where it was like it's part of the industry. Just accept a, it. So in Peep Show, there's this um, joke. Um, Mark, one of the characters, went to um, Boy Scouts, and the other guy, Jeremy's like, oh, "We ever touched up?" It's like, no, it wasn't like that. Apart from pervy Layton, but it was old school flirting, you know. That charming pedophile. What the fuck? Just like it, it, it was just a. Th- I'm uh, very, I'm very confused by British humor right it, now. It Patrick. was just no. It was like <laughs> it was just a throwback to how things that you might notice people doing nowadays. You'd probably be like, "Whoa, right the fuck!" But twenty, twenty five years ago. Right, probably so like, never would have even been picked up on. So it's almost like the Michael Jackson whole thing, where everybody yeah. just kind of accepted it as it was happening. But once, once they got into it, 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 everybody put him under a microscope and was, yeah. Was whatever came of that? Was he ever actually? I think I think he died before anything could actually get looked into enough. Yeah. But nothing. I don't think he, anything was ever brought to. Yeah. It, the it's a shame but. that people put that before his actual talent, though. Right. Because, fuck. I mean, okay, so there's that whole thing of of do you... Can can you separate the person's performance to their real life? Like, like for me, when I watch a movie with Corey Feldman now, I I can't watch it without thinking about what he was potentially going through around that time. Like, like, like was, was, was this guy who's next to him in this scene... Like touching him after hours, like like at yeah, what you just, extent? You never know, do you? It's like with um, what's his name? The guy from uh, House of Cards, Kevin. Yeah, Sp- Kevin Spacey. Spacey. I can't watch anything with him anymore. Yeah. Like, it, it, I just can't. Well, I th- I feel like John Travolta too. Yeah, there's some extremes where you know it's been proved, and there's multiple people that have come out and they have somewhat evidence. Right. I th- I feel like. I don't know whether... I mean, he was a very, very wealthy man. So anything that did come up probably could have been concealed. Right. But there was a, a band in England. Um, it's a shame because they were a fucking great band. They were called the Lost Prophets. I heard about this. Yeah. Wasn't he but like the, a pedophile or something or got caught um, with child the, porn? The lead singer was caught actually... I don't whether it was true or not. I don't know, but I'm sure I heard it in the news. Somewhere. I'm pretty sure he was prosecuted on it, from what I remember. Oh yeah, he was. He's in jail for the rest of his life. Right, and the rest he, of the he, band members are just. He paid a woman to have sex with her baby. 
Right. Yeah. Merry and Christmas, you guys. Yeah, this is the, what the, you're tuned in for. I, I felt awful when I heard about it because the band fucking straight away, the rest of the band put out a Facebook post and they were like, we had no fucking idea this was happening. Mm-hmm. And they've literally stripped every last shred of the band off the internet. Yeah, that's... There's, there's nothing on Spotify for them anymore at all. And that's the thing is, like, it sucks because so many people worked on that. There was a producer, yeah. there was... Yeah, I mean, the rest of the band were proud of that because they were good songs. Right. The people that wrote those songs don't get royalties for it anymore. Why right. would you want to get royalties from it? Right, it's it's just tarnished it. Yeah, it's fucked. I, I do feel bad for kids that were in the film industry. I'm not saying, like, the thing is, is I'm not saying that that's the only reason this was kind of, like, draining on me. Because he wasn't in it much. No. But... Neither was um, Judge Reinhold, actually. He was well, in for one and a half scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what he, trivia do you have? We haven't been through trivia yet. We'll, we? we'll do some trivia in a bit here. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like... If you want to watch Gremlins, go watch it. Um, I don't. F I don't feel like you should let your kids watch it unless you watch it first, because yeah. there are some scenes. If you feel like you might be about to fall asleep, then just whack it on in the background. Yeah, quite a low volume. You'll be gone before anything interesting happens. I do feel like it's a must-watch for everybody. Yeah, um, I feel like you. You gotta watch it at least once. Right, but I think other than that. I don't know, man. There's not much else to talk about this movie. Nah, not at all. It's it's it is what it is. It's it's known f for a lot of things. It's made its stamp on history, and I think that's pretty much all it's gonna do. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, well, let's do some trivia here and try and lighten the mood. Go for it. This is like totally went from like Christmas. Yeah, oh, man. real quick though, let's talk about the most Christmassy thing about this movie, real quick. Uh, so one of the main characters, uh, we find out she hates Christmas and, uh, throughout the movie, you're questioning why. And Billy makes a comment at one point. He's like, why are, are you, uh, what do you say? Hindu or something? <laughs> and she, like, she gets so upset and it turns out the reason that she hates Christmas is because, um... Christmas Day, when she was a child, or no, two days after, I guess, is what she said. Uh, she, she, her dad was missing. They thought he just left. And uh, she lit a, a fire in the fireplace, and she smelt something burning. So they called the police, and the police looked in there. They thought it might just be like a, a bird or something that got in there. They ended up having to cut the chimney out, and it turned out that her, her father was stuck in there. He was in a Santa suit. He was climbing down the chimney with all of her presents to surprise her and her mom, and he got stuck. And she said he snapped his neck and died instantly. Yeah. But I like to imagine that he didn't, and she was... Just burnt him alive. Yeah. Um... I thought that was like an unnecessarily dark backstory. That's the thing is it's so conflicting with the tone of this movie because mm. so many parts of it are like so charming and like childlike. Like there's a lot of scenes that are, are yeah like perfect for a kid's movie. And then there's a lot of scenes that are just so unnecessarily dark that I, it's like it didn't know what it wanted to commit to. Mm. Um, but yeah. Okay. So let's talk about trivia. <laughs> That's another thing is like, there's just so many parts where as soon as you started to get stoked on it, something really depressing would happen. Yeah. 
and you're just kind of like, fuck. Like, there's, like, that one guy who we're almost positive beats his fucking wife was <laughs> on there. Jesus Christ, yeah. What did you say? She sounds like someone who's got beaten wife syndrome. Battered wife syndrome. Yeah, like, that was so sad, man. Okay, anyways, uh, watch the gremlins. It's up to your discretion, though. Mm. Uh, one of the studios, uh, one of the studios notes to director Joe Dante and Steven Spielberg on seeing the first cut was that there was too many gremlins. Spielberg suggested cutting them all out and calling this movie People. (laughs) Uh, At least one of Phoebe Cates' screams in the scene at Dory's Tavern is genuine because an enormous cockroach crawled out in front of her during one take. Uh, That was when she was at the bar. Uh, Probably the gunshot one, I'd say. Mm. Uh... This movie and Indiana Jones, The Temple of Doom, are credited with inspiring the MPAA to create the PG-13 rating. Many felt the movies were too violent for a PG rating, but not violent enough for an R. So, like, that's one good thing this movie did for history. Or another, I should say. Not one, but... um, Yeah. This movie... Oh, wait, I already read that one. Zach Galligan, who played Billy, recounted in an interview that when the movie was made, there was no CGI, so all of the gremlins were animatronic, each casting between 30 and 40... or costing between 30 and $40,000. When everyone left the lot for the day, security would have everyone open the trunks of their cars to make sure that they weren't stolen. Which is, like, pretty crazy, because there was a lot of fucking gremlins in yeah, that dude. movie. Um... After watching Tim Burton's earlier short films, executive producer Steven Spielberg considered him to direct this movie. He decided against it because at the time, Burton had never directed a full-length feature film. So could you imagine a Tim Burton Gremlins movie? Christ. That would be so strange. It would obviously just have Johnny Depp in it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Chris Columbus's script went through a few drafts before shooting script was finalized. His original version had the gremlins killing the dog and cutting off the mom's head and tossing it down the stairs. (laughs) These elements were never shot due to the fact that director Joe Dante and Warner Brothers wanted the movie to be more family-oriented. See, I feel like if they would have just leaned into that, it would have felt a lot. It would have been one of those unexpectedly violent movies, just out of nowhere. Right, and I feel like we need more of those. Yeah. Where where like, it's just a, a surprise. Out. Yeah, it's you know. a surprise violence. Um, the original script contained a scene where the gremlins attacked a McDonald's eating customers instead of burgers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So they probably replaced that with the kitchen scene mm. and the gingerbread people. Uh, Chris Wallace suggested they use puppets instead of a proposed stop motion idea. As a compromise, the studio suggested a spider monkey in a suit, which was tested at director Joe Dante's office. The animal went crazy, tearing the office apart and defecating everywhere. Dante screamed at the trainer to get the animal and then went and then asked Wallace, so puppets? <laughs> That's crazy. Could you imagine if it was like spider monkeys? That would be insane. <laughs> with like gremlin heads on them? Well, they'd give a spider monkey a gun. I guess so. All right. <laughs> They're tra- they have trained monkeys in the Middle East that shoot guns. Have you seen the fucking Hangover? That that's like a prime example of trained monkeys. I guess monkeys. so. Yeah. 
Um, originally, Stripe and Gizmo were the same character. Executive producer Steven Spielberg insisted one of the gremlins be a good guy with whom the audience could identify. So they wouldn't have had Gizmo around the whole time. He would have turned into a, a gremlin and probably stayed evil the whole movie until yeah. he was killed. Um, curious to see what they do with him in the second movie because I vaguely remember Gizmo being more of a hero. Yeah. Um, the Gizmo puppets were particularly frustrating because they were smaller and thus broke down more. Consequently, to satisfy the crew, a scene was included in which the gremlins hang Gizmo on a wall and throw darts at him. <laughs> which was honestly kind of broke my heart when yeah, I it was saw a bit that brutal. scene. Even the look on the puppet's face, I felt so bad. Yeah, man. Uh, and then this is the final piece of trivia. There's over 106 pieces of trivia, Holy so if you want to read them, you can. But this is the final piece that we got for you guys. Uh, Billy was originally more of a typical nerd and not only traveled around the town with two companions during the madness, a love interest and a bully turned emergency ally, but wielded a sword. So I think they could shoot this. I think they could shoot a really good remake to this yeah. using that original script and they could have it so that he, him and the love interest and the makeshift bully guy... Uh, emergency ally or whatever are walking down the street in a fucking house or like not a house but like a, a neighborhood where houses are on fire there's bodies scattered all over the neighborhood gremlins picking at them like vultures and billy's just a fucking like nerdy kid like super nerdy like nobody would talk to him he sits at the table at lunch playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah and he just pulls the katana he has off of his display shelf that he bought because he loves Naruto so much. And he pulls that out and he walks down the street just hacking up fucking gremlins with a katana. That'd be amazing. Like, that would be fucking rad, man. Yeah. If they just leaned into the gore, the dark atmosphere, I would love that. There is rumors of a Gremlins reboot, but... Uh, really? I haven't, I haven't heard anything else other than the rumors. I know um, Chris Columbus really wants to make his original script into a movie but i don't know what the plans with that are um but yeah uh so i guess that's pretty much it for gremlins yeah uh i'm just gonna add a little thing uh cory feldman is uh doing a lot better these days and he is a artist you can uh google him uh, he has <laughs> An amazing video that is uh, going to make you laugh your ass off if you watch it. I'm going to show Patrick it after this recording. Uh, but if you want to see it, go look up Corey Feldman and the Angels, which is his hip-hop slash rock group. Okay. Uh, it's him featuring uh, a bunch of hot chicks in uh, Victoria's Secret outfits and angel wings. Uh, and they play the instruments and he just raps all moody the whole time. Uh, so Corey Feldman and the Angels, and the song is "Go for It." And if you really want to laugh, look for the "Go for It" on the Today Show. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna kill you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so go do that. Uh, go watch Gremlins if you want. If not, uh, just don't bother watching a movie until next week when we watch 
Die Hard. Yeah, boy. So uh, if you don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, well, we will discuss that on next week's episode of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, you got anything to say? Nah. I got got something to say. Oh, yeah. Fuck Judge Reinhold. Oh, mate. Yes. (laughs) All right.